and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Glowing Weak Point, the show that is the actual show and not that other weird thing we did last time. Yeah. I'm your host, John. With me, as always, my co-host, Wombat. How's it going, Wombat? It's me! I'm doing swell. It's you! Swell! Swell! Ooh. Yeah. Uh, swell. You know, uh, my RuneScape clan, we hold, like, like uh, skill of the weeks, right? Where where we try and compete with each other and who can get the most experience and a skill in one week. Right? Yeah. And, and it was a really tight race this week between fishing and smithing, right? And uh-huh. and by one vote, smithing won it out, which means I get to compete because I don't have 99 smithing. I do need Ooh. at least 91 smithing. And I already have yeah. 99 fishing, so I wasn't going to compete if it was fishing. But now I get to compete no, because it's smithing. Sense. Yeah. So I'm super excited. And it, I've I've found a way in the game that I actually like to train smithing. Um, it used to be mm-hmm. one of my least favorite skills, but this one training method is actually pretty all right. So okay, gonna just watch YouTube videos while I do that all week. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, not all week. Uh, I'm gonna be doing other things also. But when I play RuneScape, not jealous of your time. I'll probably be doing that. Listen, I, I start school in two weeks, right? So I gotta I gotta enjoy my time while I still have it. Okay. Yeah. So uh what's your glowing weak point? Oh shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um Glowing weak point. Oh, uh yesterday the family, except for me, went out to go get uh, like professional pictures taken with the baby, right? Okay. Um, they, I was not invited because uh, the actual mother of the child was supposed to be there. So I got to stay home and just enjoy my day. And I would Sounds have been nice. a little upset that I didn't get to go because, you know, I do kind of feel like her dad in ways, right? So it's like... Yeah, understandably, a, you are. A little rude that I wasn't invited, to be honest, but... It turns out it worked out okay because the baby did not want to be there. She was frowning the entire time, actively like crying <laughs> in some pictures. Uh, they put on this cute little dress for her, right? And two minutes yeah. before they're supposed to start taking pictures, she throws up on the dress and they have to change her. <laughs> nice. Okay. I mean, that's why anytime you do these things, you bring like seven changes of clothes. Um, oh, the the birth mother who was supposed to be there didn't show up, so I could have been there the entire time. <laughs> um, and they just generally okay. did not seem to have a great time getting the pictures taken. So my bright spot was not wasting my time on that and staying home. That sounds good. Yeah. yeah that's good, good call. Yeah. I mean, you didn't really get a choice, but a uh, good call. No. <laughs> uh what's your bright spot john your glowing weak point My bright spot i'm sorry <laughs> did you forget what what this fucking podcast is so uh, okay so john i haven't had the heart to tell you this but this opening okay. segment that we do is extremely yeah. similar to what the podcast knowledge fight has done since like the start of the pandemic um okay yeah well. 
where they, they ask never, each other with their... We'll never, we'll never watch or listen to that. Yeah. And uh, have been doing this since the beginning of the podcast, so... Yeah. But, but yeah, they, um, they ask each other what their bright spots are, so that that's why that slipped out there. Okay. Yeah. So what's your glowing week cool. point, John? Um, uh, I started playing Ultima, and it's pretty fun. Oh, have you beaten it yet? No, I probably could, uh, like today, if I wanted to. Oh, shit. So it's, it's, it's not, not as daunting of a task as we thought initially. No, uh, it's really not. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So uh, I've been playing that, and it's it's once you get past the 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 dauntingness of ancient video games, mid eighties uh, RPGs realize, that don't tell you anything. You you realize that the game is actually incredibly simple. Like, really, really fucking simple. Right. I mean, it would need to be to be the basis for all of these complex games that have come later, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, then then it, it it actually is kind of fun to just, like, imagine your way through the game. So. Imagine yep. your way through the game? Uh-huh. What does that mean? Oh, you could just... The game is so simple, you can play it in your mind. Oh, okay. So, like, as we're sitting here talking, you're not playing the game, but you're playing the game? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Alright. Yeah. Well. Uh, that, I, that's what I'll I'll pick. Okay. Do you want to yep. jump into it, then? I guess... I mean, no... No? Okay, what but... do you wanna what do you wanna do first? <laughs> no, we could do that. Let's 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 get into it. Uh first first thing we're gonna do is talk about the news. news. I have not looked at any of this. Which is weird at all. Because I've been linking these to you for a month. <laughs> I think, yeah. I you think have. legit there's two but, uh... articles here that I picked today. And all the rest I've been throwing into our Discord for a month. <laughs> Let me see. Uh, I I don't know that first one at all. Uh, the second one uh, you you linked like yesterday, and without reading it, I got annoyed. Um, right. <laughs> the 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 third one. Um, we talked about the first part, uh, half of it, but I, I did pull the second part just today yeah. when I learned about it. Uh, the fourth one I didn't see from you. I saw from uh, not Reddit, and uh, I mean, it, it, he basically just made my point again right. from the last time we talked about it. And I don't know anything about the last one, so uh, let's let's get into this. All right, uh, where do you want to start? I mean, let's just work our way down. You don't know any of them, so we just do it. Okay. Yeah. So Pokemon tournaments have started actually enforcing their rules. Um, the competitors are miffed nice. about this. <laughs> so There's no way. So there are two ways that you're supposed to be able to take a Pokemon into a like, like world tournament, right? So yeah. you either raise the Pokemon yourself or you trade with somebody who raised a Pokemon themselves. Um, yeah. 
this is a very time-consuming process, especially in older games. So even yeah. though it's against the rules, in the Pokemon tournament community, there's been a big uh, like contingent that have just like homebrewed their Pokemon and, and like get, like generated them with the stats that they need to have and the moves that they need to have, right? No, no like okay. illegal moves, but they didn't put in the time to like, oh, I need to breed this Chansey with a fucking Tyranitar or whatever and fucking get it mm-hmm. this this dumb move, right? Um, mm-hmm. and at the latest world tournament, world championship, my bad, um. They started disqualifying people who were using these uh, hacked Pokemon, which Good. they've never done before. Um, and there's a there's a big like, like outcry among you know the community that got banned, <laughs> being like Whatever. like this it, it takes so long, you, you know like everybody does this. Uh, <laughs> Everybody does it, and it takes so long to ge- to create a Pokemon that's tournament ready. Like, like it's it's weird that you would start banning this. And I don't know, John. It might just be me, but I don't feel any sympathy because no, like, not even a little bit. <laughs> like it was against the rules all the time. And either they've decided to start enforcing them, or they've found a way to, like, a better way to to check a Pokemon to see if it was generated in that way, you know? Yeah. And either way, yeah. it's totally fair for them to do, because... Oh, yeah. It's their tournament. <laughs> and uh-huh. their rules. Um, it's kind of silly to think of this any other way (laughs) yeah so this guy one of the guys who was disqualified he has this fun quote he says as someone who's been in the scene for the past nine years i'll say that almost everyone gens and that's just how it is and that's how it's always been he believes the rule against it is silly and argues that most top competitors don't care if their opponents took shortcuts with hacked pokemon which I don't think you get to speak for all of the top competitors because no, I'll let you know the world championships still like took place. You know, there were people who yeah didn't get disqualified. So yeah. <laughs> it wasn't like they had to call off cheaters. the championship because they disqualified everybody, you know? So yeah. it doesn't feel like it's something almost everyone does. It feels like there's a large vocal contingent that do, but it's not the, even the majority. Yeah. And you're all cheaters. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay, so so we ended up just on the same side of that thing. We think these people are, are losers. Absolutely. Yeah, 100% <laughs> losers. I cheated, and I'm getting my just desserts from it. How dare they? How dare they? How dare they? Oh, well. Fuck off. Yeah, it, it, the, cares? this same guy... Um, he, he said, like, should have gotten my mons myself. Half my team was modified gend when he first got banned. Um, mm-hmm. 
then he noted that he didn't own a copy of of uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus to capture the Gen 5 ground-flying type Landorus. So he just didn't even have a copy of the game where you get the Pokemon he was using. Like... <laughs> Weird. Yeah. You know, when I when I like games and like to play games, I generally tend to have the games and play them. Right. And, and I'm not even saying, like, oh, you should own a copy of everything. I don't care. Pirate it. But, like, play it. <laughs> like, you'd think you'd have played the game. Right. Like, like if no. you want to use a Pokemon from Legends Arceus, fucking play Legends Arceus and get the Pokemon. What the fuck? Yeah. Or, again... Legally trade with somebody who has played Legends Arceus. Yeah. This <laughs> is ridiculous. Yeah. That person is ridiculous. Yep. Alright. Next one. Nintendo would like to patent how they display the map when Link fast travels. So, have you played um, uh, Tears of the Kingdom, no. John? No. Okay, so when Link fast travels from a place, it goes to a loading screen. And the loading screen starts with a, a like zoomed-in portion of the map where you are, and then as it's finishing loading, it fades out and then fades back in with a zoomed-in area uh, like portion of the area that you're fast traveling to. Okay. And that is one of the many things that Nintendo wants to patent. Yeah. Um, this yeah. gives me, like, really bad uh, fucking Shadow of Mordor Nemesis system patent vibes. Yeah. Where they're just trying to patent broad, like, systems that should just be, yeah. like, how games work. The article even brings it up, and and also, uh, when Bandai Namco had a patent on loading screen mini games, do you remember yep. that? Like, I, I do. I've reported on it three times. <laughs> uh, when it first happened, uh, when it was ended, and then when we talked about uh, a game that featured it. Okay. Yeah, I've I've been reporting on that for a decade. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that one, that one, yes, I I, I do remember. <laughs> but yeah, like, like video games just have this obsession with patenting, uh, how shit works in their games. That's that's just companies do, right? But um, it's really noticeable when video games do it because you can like look at the thing and be like, other games could easily do that though and look nothing like your game like a, yeah. a, another thing they want to patent is how link moves on top of moving vehicles because uh, in most games when a character is on a moving vehicle the character is technically stationary on top of the vehicle right yes but in tears of the, the kingdom the, it becomes one entity yeah in Tears of the Kingdom, Link is moving and the the vehicle he is on is moving at the same speed. Like, he's not stationary yeah. on it. Um, and they want to patent that. 
So, my understanding when it comes to video game law, trademark law, um, stuff like this, because I have looked into it a bunch, because uh, the <laughs> the first game I was intending to make was very, very connected to Fire Emblem. Right. And I needed to know, at what level is I <laughs> am I able to... Um, functionally make that game. Make Fire Emblem. Cause, and I imagine yeah, cause you can get long... pretty close, because I've played a lot of games on Steam that are pretty close well, to Fire Emblem. For a really, really long time, there was just Fire Emblem. Right. Or, if you, if you stretched it a bit, there was Advance Wars, which, obviously, made by the same company. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> and still technically different. Um, but the... The style of role-playing game mixed with turn-based tactics um, is is something that was pretty much focused only on Fire Emblem. I mean, there's Except... also like Final Fantasy Tactics and games like it, which pretty much yes. add like the Z-axis. You know, like like that's yeah, the big they, thing they, they do different. Yeah. There is enough difference between them. Uh, for one, uh, in uh, Final Fantasy Tactics, there's, like, one hero, and then everyone else is random. Um, yeah, I mean, the lar- a large portion of them are random, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember what the... The, the thing that made me realize at first that there wasn't a problem was uh there was the the guy who created fire emblem um the daddy of intelligent uh, Sh- systems yeah shozo kaga is the the name of the the developer went on to make tear ring saga i've and never heard Ring saga is a playstation game that is literally just fire emblem Okay, so he so he did the like uh the Tales of Fantasia team leaving and going making and making Star Ocean move. You yes, know, where you just, yes. you make a game at a place and then you leave and you make a new company and then you just make the same game again. <laughs> now there's there is some difference in that in both of like in that situation, the concept of a JRPG. <laughs> existed before right like you can make any jrpg you can make one exactly like final fantasy right now and you are in no legal trouble because there are eight billion clones of final fantasy at this point that final fantasy has never tried to shut down that's a big portion of it too like tons of games with like four elemental crystals and they give you classes or whatever you know? Yes. <laughs> yeah. There's there's no issue with that. Tearing Saga is the same game down to uh, <laughs> the original name of it, which was Emblem Saga. <laughs> <laughs> like, it is it is the exact same game. That is very funny. It is the exact same game. Um, and uh, Nintendo sued them. And did they lost? Did they lost technically. So it is one of the very few examples of Nintendo actually losing a court case. 
Um, Very and... surprising because they have tons of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and they did at the time, too. I mean, they were... This was before PlayStation was big. Like, this is PS1. Um, okay, I looked at this picture, and it looks... Ex- like, all the characters on it look exactly like characters from the first Fire Emblem. Uh-huh. Like, like the main guy yeah. with his blue shirt is just Marth with brown hair. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He is. Um, uh, and... Yeah, so it came out uh, mid-2001, um, and, like, it, it looks exactly like it. And they were sued, and they did change the name, um, so it, it lost its direct ties to Fire Emblem, but um, it, they, they, they won the lawsuit, and um, they, they retained the right to sale the game. Um... But what that comes down to, and, and what I eventually found after talking to multiple lawyers in the industry, uh, because I wanted to cover my ass, uh, was like, what can companies copyright, patent, etc.? And uh, they can copyright, you know, ideas of, of like, they, they can copyright the intellectual property for Fire Emblem. You, know, you, right. you can't use... The name Fire Emblem. Uh, the name Fire Emblem. You can't use any of the characters from Fire Emblem. And, uh... Yeah, you can copyright Marth and Hector being a guy with an axe. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you can... Uh, you can even do things like, uh... Is there, like, a a really... Maybe Myrmidon. You might not be able to use Myrmidon because it is, like, really connected you but could Swordmaster like, would be totally fine. Swordmaster's fine. Assassin's fine. Uh, Cavalier is probably fine. You might I mean, get it into is a, a historical l- name for it. Yeah, you might get yeah, into a little I, trouble with like Pegasus Knight and Wyvern Rider. But even still, uh, like the concept of riding a Pegasus is not right. <laughs> you could still have a Pegasus Knight unique. and just call them something different. Yeah. Maybe a Falco Knight you couldn't use the term for. Yeah. Um, like, they can't say you can't have iron swords or anything, but maybe the concept of having silver as the best? Having a um, wolf bale in the game? Yeah, yeah, th- there's there's a lot of, like, specific... And it's the same with, like, D&D. Like, you can't copyright the idea of having clerics and wizards and stuff in your game, but you can copyright having a beholder. A Which mind is flayer. a thing that they invented. Yeah. Yeah. Both of those are things that they invented that y- it's theirs. Um, so outside that copyright just covers like the fluff around it, the, the story stuff. Uh, patenting, it is illegal to copy or to patent a game mechanic. So, so how did Warner copy- Brothers do it? A racing game. <laughs> Warner Brothers? Uh, okay, so... Shadow of You Mordor. can, however, patent a technology. So, the technology to have the, um... Uh, the Nemesis system? The Nemesis is a copyrightable thing. Um... But then can you just, like, even, code your own system and, and do it? 
you they could still make an argument that it was based off of their technology. Um, and there's a chance you could win, but most companies are not willing to go to the, the legal courts for that. Right, because we don't have uh, Warner Brothers money. Correct. Yeah. Um, maybe the technology for riding on the cart is a, a thing. The loading screen mini games was a technology thing. It was, it was not necessarily the concept of having a mini game for a loading screen. It was on the cartridge. It had a cart, a loader that was loading the rest of the game. But at the same time, it kept a small amount of RAM aside so that you could play this tiny little mini game. Unfortunately, when they patented that, the patent office saw it and went, sure, yeah, we'll do this, and then gave them the patent for it, but it was not phrased in a way that it was just the technology. <laughs> this is why patent offices are uh, notoriously made by, uh, or run by people who have no idea what the fuck they're doing. Right. And that screws over the rest of us. Um... So, like, you can't patent a game mechanic, um, but you can patent a technology. Um, So, there's... Technically, they could patent that that loading screen thing. Um, I don't. I don't know if they'll successfully do it. I mean, I don't see it holding up against like any kind of challenge, to be honest. Yeah, and and honestly, it, do you really see it? It's not like the loading screen mini games, which would be really cool to at, to have had for all that time. Right. Uh, it's it's a thing that really functionally doesn't matter. And it, it didn't. It, uh, it's really upsetting too because it didn't end until 2015. Which is just about the point yep. where loading screens stopped being so bad. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Like, ju- just about when we don't need them anymore, we can have them. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> so, yeah, I mean, it's a disappointment, but Nintendo has so much uh, goodwill that uh, th- this will impact them not at all. Right. Unfortunately. <laughs> Uh, did we talk about this on stream or on stream on, on mic or was this after, uh, this next one? Yeah, this was after. Okay. Well, uh, Twitch streamer Kai Sinat, uh, went to New York City and Times Square, I think it was, right? Uh, I think it was Union Square. Union Square is one of the big squares. Yeah. And, uh, and had sent out a message to his followers that he was going to be there giving away things and gave away a whole bunch of PS4s and Xbox Series letters. Xbox Series Twitter. And, um... It says $100 gift cards, PCs, and PlayStation 5 consoles. Okay. Yeah. Um... And, and, like, just giving away all this stuff and... Uh, 2,000 people showed up. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and... uh, Unprompted in in Union Square in New York City. Um, Yeah. Without a permit. Yeah. 
Because because for that many people to show up in one space, you uh, you are supposed to get a permit. Yeah, this is this is the thing I am I am wondering about because like, do you think he intended to cause that many people to show up? No, I like, think he's I, an if, idiot. I think he doesn't. I, I think he's dumb too. Yeah. How many people were actually going to show up? Maybe like how much of an uh-huh. audience he had in New York City? How many people would be willing to come from other cities, other states for this gathering? I don't think. How many thought... people would just hear about it online and say, "Oh, cool! I want a PS5." Right. I don't think he he thought about any of that. I think he thought, oh, it'd be really cool to just show up and, you know, give some shit to my fans. And it got out of hand. Uh, I want to show up and and Mr. Beast this. Yeah. Uh, The problem being, you should really think about these things beforehand. Mr. Beast does, which is why he's never had something like this happen. (laughs) Yeah. As many problems as I have with Mr. Beast, he does at least, like, put forethought into his weird bullshit. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So, like, I, I... I feel like on some level it's unfair to charge him with with inciting this riot because like he he just wanted to give stuff away and then a whole fuckload of people showed up and then things instantly got out of hand. Yeah. Um I mean, he should have known a good number of people would show up. And so he still yeah. should have gotten a permit to hold a gathering there. Um, yes. Like, like, just just right off the bat, that's a thing he should have done. Um, yes. Because then, you know, the, the city government would have been prepared if things did get bigger. They would at least know something was happening and to, like, be looking at that. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Um, although the city government didn't do a great job with this either. Um, <laughs> and that's why we're really bringing it up. Yeah. Cause, cause they want to de- declare it an impromptu riot, but just like with, uh, the summer 2020 riots, the main people rioting were actually the police. Um, yes. A- as can be seen in this video that I, I, I got from the daily mail, wherein two police officers grab what looks like a teenager and slam him into the back of a van so hard that his face breaks the back window. Yeah. Uh, which yeah. is completely uncalled for, no matter what the situation is, to be frank. Yeah. Like, like maybe if the the fucking teenager had an assault rifle and was firing into the middle of the crowd, you know, you could do, you could do that. But he was just like running away <laughs> and they caught him and slammed him into a van. Yep. Uh, which is also the kind of thing that maybe Kai Sanat should be thinking about when he says, like, hey, I'm going to have a gathering, a big, a big gathering in a place. Like, 
the police aren't cool, and if it gets out of hand, they're going to fuck up your fans. <laughs> yeah. And then, do you yeah, know whose are. fault that is? It's yours yeah, and the and the the mayor's and the police's. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you you are a third of that equation. Yep. So Not cool. yeah. So maybe just uh file your permits. Let people know what you're doing. Um, create rules for your... You, you, don't just say, like, hey, I'm going to be a Union Square. I'm going to, like, fucking t-shirt cannon PS5s out at people, you know? <laughs> like... <laughs> maybe yeah. maybe create some kind of system. Um, I mean, really, he's he's popular enough. He makes enough money. He could hold a giveaway just, like... Not in real life. Just, just yeah. like, 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 do a hey! If you click my follow button in, in this frame of time, you can get a PS Five. Hey, it, it, during this hour of of my stream, if you type hashtag PS Five, you you have the chance to win a PS Five, and then just ship it to people. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Instead of again t-shirt cannoning PCs out into into a crowd. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, the, this article does say that uh, as of August 4th, he'll be charged with at least two counts of inciting a riot and unlawful assembly. Which, I mean, unlawful assembly is fair. Like... Yeah. I, I, I don't think... Inciting a riot implies, like, malice and forethought, and I don't think that was here. You know? No. I also... Inciting a riot could be, like, spur of the moment, like, oh, they're here, fuck them up, dudes. Right. Like, but creating a I posse also, or a mob. <laughs> yeah. But he didn't I, I really do that, that either. happened either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, he did do unlawful assembly and... If it was for a good reason, I would be like, uh, y'all are bullshit, but it was to give out PS5s. So, I mean, whatever, hit them with it. That's a fine, you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, next one. Okay. Hideki Kamiya has a very different opinion of the term JRPG. Then, uh, what was the other guy? Uh, who the fuck was it? Was it, uh, oh. Naoki it was, Yoshida. It was the, yeah, yeah, the uh, Final Fantasy fourteen guy. 16. Uh, he's both. Oh, okay, well. Yeah, he's he's the main producer for Final Fantasy fourteen since A Realm Reborn, so. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, Hideki Kamiya thinks that JRPG is fine. Um, let's see. More than that, he he thinks that it's something that Japan should be proud of. Yeah. He says, uh, when it comes to the term JRPG, this is something that ties into this. These are RPG games that, in a sense, only Japanese creators can make with their unique sensitivity when it comes to creating these experiences. And and the he worked on Bayonetta, so he uses that as like a, a big example, you know, like, a Western company could never make a game like Bayonetta. It no, is a no, uniquely Japanese yeah. game. 
Um, yep. In the same way that, like, Japan cannot, he uses the example, create a god, a god of war game. You know, that is a uniquely Western kind of game. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I mean, it's it's very yeah yeah, and I do think that's fair. I understand his his uh, argument here. Now, I also understood Yoshida's, and it, it's one of those things where it's like there's not really a right or wrong answer to this. There's just like a personal answer. You know? Yeah. Uh, I. Here's the thing, though, like, Yoshida and a, and a few people, he said, claims, at least, a few people that he worked with agree with that, uh, with that interpretation of, of JRPG being a, you know, a racist derogatory term. Yeah. Um, uh, and, actually, this article and that- also gives his quote, so I'll read that. Uh, For us as Japanese developers, the first time we heard it, it was like a discriminatory term, as though we were being made fun of for creating these games. And so for some developers, the term can be something that will maybe trigger bad feelings because of what it was in the past. Yeah. Um, But, like, obviously, that isn't all uh, Japanese developers. Yeah, and as has been pointed out here, and when we last talked about it, I pointed out that like it's a different genre. <laughs> yeah, like, they, like, they are it, very it, different it, it games. The, 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 there is there is technically there is the same base there. <laughs> yeah, Fallout and but Dragon Quest both have the same like 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 starting point. Like they both grew out of Dungeons and Dragons, right? But yeah, if, yeah. if you look at Fallout and Dragon Quest, you wouldn't be like these two are connected there's, in there's, any way. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like like technically they're connected, but also there is literally nothing connecting the two of those games <laughs> except for like leveling the the idea yeah. of having a level. <laughs> yeah, the idea of the concept of levels and potentially stat points. Yeah, um, but. Yeah, so like they're they're completely different, and the term is an accepted, long-standing term for this. Um, and it's like I I I understand like if if there is language that hurts people, that in general we should not use the the language. Like like it's it's just that's just being human. Right. Like you don't you don't want to be cruel to people. So but I would at never the same like time, talk there are to other people. <laughs> I would never talk to Naoki I, I... Yoshida and call his game a JRPG. You know. Yes. Yeah. But so like yeah, the the people that have come out and said like the the few people that have come out and said that this is something that that is hurtful to them, absolutely. I would not say to them um, the the flip side of that is that is a thing that they thought it, it's the first time we heard it, it was like a discriminatory term as though we were being made fun of for creating these games. The term can be something that maybe trigger bad feelings because of what it was in the past. Well, first of all, as we already decided and determined, it, a lot of developers did not think that. Right. They they did not think that when they hear that, like Hideki Kamiya, they think, 
awesome. Yeah. I made a JRPG. It's a term to be They're celebrated. proud of that. Yes. Um, and also, this is a past thing. This is the older, de- like, the old developers now, some of them think this way. And they're going to die. <laughs> well, and, and it definitely was more of an older thing, right? Like, like using the term JRPG to kind of dismiss the game, especially in the West. That doesn't really yeah, happen was... anymore. But I do remember no. a time when that was happening. Yes. You know, like, that was a time uh, in which I was alive and playing games that that happened. Yes. There, we, we, like, when we went over this last time, we both thought about it and were like, yes, this is a thing that has happened. It wasn't super common. And it didn't um, really affect me because I played JRPGs primarily. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but people around me did use that term in that way. Yeah. So. But, like, it's not a, it's not a thing that happens anymore. Um, and those dev- developers that would have experienced that are on their way out. <laughs> Especially uh, if he's gonna make so, games like Final Fantasy 16. Get back to 14, Yoshida. <laughs> Jesus. Bad game. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm firmly on Kamiya's boat here of like, and I think I am don't, too. Don't, don't, don't be a dick about it to the people that have come out and said that they feel this way. But outside of that, keep using the term. Yeah. Um, he did. He the, did the comment other ha- on another term here, though, which I thought was kind of interesting. Yeah. Because the interviewer asked him about his love of retro games, and they used that term, retro. And so he he responded with, with this. First of all, I don't like the word retro game. I'm obviously not a native English speaker, so it might be something I'm interpreting from a Japanese perspective. But hearing the word retro from a Japanese viewpoint suggests more of a fad brought back from a past era and reskinned for the current era. So I prefer the terms old games or classic games because they show more respect to those games of the past. And I don't think his interpretation is entirely wrong there. Like, No, I I mean, there, there definitely is some language barrier happening there. Yes, yeah, it's not entirely while, correct. Yeah, but but he, he's also not entirely wrong. And, I, and I, I'm certain that the word retro does just mean fad there. For in Japanese, because there is an interpretation of retro that is of a fad. Yeah. Um. Like there's there's <laughs> retro. Retro can be a fad. I don't think when people refer to retro games, they are using that terminology though. But um, it, it did bring ret- up in my ret- head. Go on. Re- retro can be an aesthetic. Yes. Um, and, and and the aesthetic, I feel, is more of a fad thing. However, calling something retro, uh, like, like retro cars aren't a fad. Uh, retro clothing is a little bit, I'd say. But, <laughs> but, but like, like games, I don't know, you just, in my mind, you can't have a fad about games. Okay, so in my head, when I 
when he when I read him saying this, right, um, it -hmm. brought into my mind like we use the term retro for those like super loud and and colorful and flashing like arcades of the eighties, right? You know, when we see that, that's retro. But when we think of the Terminator, a movie that came out in that same time period, we don't refer to that as a retro movie. You know, that's a classic yeah. movie. And and we have yeah. more respect for the Terminator than we do for the arcades of the 80s. I will. I'm speaking on like rebuttal. a societal level, like on a societal Re- level. I have I have a rebuttal because while you are correct in that those are the, si- the same times, they came out around the same time. Uh, the difference is that. Terminator came out in the 80s, um, and cinema has been around since, like, the 20s? I mean, earlier than that. The first movie earlier was in the than 1890s, that. you know? <laughs> yeah. So, so it, it, whereas um, video games have been since, like, the 70s. Late 60s at the earliest. Yeah. yeah so there is the difference between, like, so, a movie coming out 80 years into the medium's history... And a video game coming out twenty yeah. years into a medium's history. Yeah, no, nobody, nobody thinks that um, Terminator is retro because people think that. Um, uh, uh, what's the one where? What's anything by um, Alfred Hitchcock? Psycho, <laughs> the bird. Yeah, Psycho. Rear Psycho is a retro movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, like that's a rear view, uh, a retro movie because, but nobody would refer to is... it like that. Again, you would refer to Psycho as a classic film. Mm, I don't know. I have it's absolutely shitty. never heard anybody refer to Psycho as a retro. What about Vertigo? <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard anybody speak about Vertigo. <laughs> Vertigo's actually pretty good. I like it. I mean, most of his movies are pretty good. He's a shitty person. Most of his movies are yeah. really good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like, you know, H.P. Uh, Lovecraft. Like, brilliant author. Absolute dog shit human being. Right. I mean, Stanley Kubrick, you know? Just, yeah. Just yeah. banger after banger in movies. But he Vis- treated his visionary actors... Visionary director. <laughs> visionary director. Piece of shit human being. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I, I I think when when referring to like the aesthetic of the games, yes, I I agree. There there is some faddishness there, um, because when referring to an aesthetic, it's typically used to refer to something modern. So you talk about a game and you're like, "Wow, this game looks retro," and. Yeah. And, and that, and then it looks like fucking you know, original Castlevania. Yeah, and I, I don't think that that's a negative thing. I, I don't think people are being negative when they say that Vampire Survivors looks retro, uh, because uh, Vampire Survivors is a is a beautiful and hilariously fun game. Right, but it is uh, interesting they're, they're, that we don't refer to it as looking classic. Well, because. Because, I mean, I would call, like, Castlevania a classic game, you know? It was a good yes. game. It looked good. It, 
it's had staying power, you know? People remember it I, fondly. Why isn't it classic? Perhaps, Why is it retro? Let's 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 look at this in uh, in terms of art. So art has periods. Right. And if you look at a period of art, they it is rather stratified. We are currently in the worst period of art, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> there are some really good modern artists out there right now. There are. Like, like really good. If you if you just Google like top current artists, there are some really, really good pieces of art that they're making. There are, but, but I, I just associate modern um, art with like here's blue bars and red blars crossing it. And white space or, in or the like middle. a toilet. Yeah. Well, no, that's Dadaism. That's very funny, actually. <laughs> I like um, Dadaism. But, but I mean, I don't we, like it, but talk, I like it ironically. We we talk about art uh, at, a, at a stratified level of like this is the classical era of art, and if you look at classical art, it kind of all looks the same. It uh, it starts to blur together. You, you look when, at when you talk you look about at fifty Monet pieces, and you start to be like, "Can I like see anything else?" Yeah. Though, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, and and not not even just Monet. You you look at Monet, and then anyone else making art at the same time, and it's like, "Yeah, can I?" I can't tell the difference. This like, isn't Monet. All just yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is all just the blah year of art. Yeah. Um, if you look at movies. Um, besides the fact that, uh, Alfred Hitchcock has a cinematic style, all the movies of that time look the same. Like, there, there's, there's a stratified feel to it. The cameras are just a certain way. Like, you can't change that. Right, and even Um, he was making movies of the time in his own style. You know, they still look like other movies of the time, just with his own flair. Uh, you can, like, just like you can look at Monet and be like, ah, the brushstrokes here, this is Monet and not some hack. Um, you, you can look at Hitchcock's cinematography and be like, okay, cool, the, the camera work here, the direction here is better than some of the other stuff of the time. The fucking point of but, view shot in Psycho when the, when, uh, Jennifer Jason, yeah. or is it Jennifer Jason Lee? I, I think that's care. her name. That's a, that's a weird um, name. But yeah, when she gets murdered in the point of view shot, like that's really cool. Nobody else was doing anything like that. But no. it still looked like you yeah, were like watching else. a movie of the time. Yeah. Yeah. Mar- Mario doesn't look like Castlevania at all. <laughs> no. In, in any way. At all. There's in any way at all. They have pixels. Um, <laughs> they're, 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 honestly, there is nothing similar about almost all of the games that came out in the classic era of video games. You could say that they're pixel, but pixel art is just another form of art that we do today. Right. And and you can't you can't look at half the games on Steam that are pixel art and be like, "Oh, look what a classic game." It it, it doesn't actually look classic. Most of, the, most of those are RPG maker games anyway. <laughs> yeah, or, um, what's, uh, what's that? <laughs> oh, let me, I have to scroll down to, uh, the final segment of this. 
and uh, future hot shit. Uh, Alone in the Dark uh-huh. is a... Uh... Oh, no, 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 no. That's a different game. Alone in the Dark oh, is a, a a third person like yeah a, a no I was thinking there's a game Night in the Woods is that what I'm thinking of Never heard of it Yes Night in the Woods is like such a simple looking game but it is absolutely not a classic style game Right um it's just because like, with with a uh, with games, you have to look at more than just like the aesthetic. You have to look at mechanics and and narratives and stuff like that, right? Like yeah, yeah. So like you can't just you can't point towards a thing and say, "Man, that looks classic." That looks like a classic game because. There is, it is such an unstratified uh, pile of different things that really have nothing to do with each other that are all classic. All, all of those games are classics, but you can't look at it and be like, you know, there, there's, there's a thing that ties them all together. Um, because from Mario to Castlevania to Ninja Gaiden to Legend of Zelda, yeah. there's nothing. No, there's nothing. <laughs> uh, Final Fantasy is is definitely a classic game, but it it does not have anything to do with Mortal Kombat. No, which is also a classic game. <laughs> yes. So, I don't know. It's I I don't know how to feel about this is basically what it comes down to. Because on the one hand, yes, retro can mean faddishness, and I do think that that's probably the translation that gets used in Japan. Right. Because in English, words have many, many, many meanings. Yeah. The word retro itself, if you looked it up, probably has two or three definitions. Yeah. Yeah. And when translating these words, typically it doesn't get the full host of definition behind it. Because there might not even be like an exact one-to-one word in Japanese. Well, I mean, and and they might have just taken retro. Yeah. uh, Because, I mean, they, they, they do use a lot, a lot of English loan words. Um... So, like, they could have just taken retro, but it, it could it could have a different meaning than the one, like, the main meaning we have here. Um, so, this is another one of those cases where I would not refer to one of his games as retro, um, but I, I still would refer to... Oh, you're not going to start calling Devil May Cry retro? No. No, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so. Um... But we'll we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. Yeah. I don't know. Resident Evil Two is pretty retro. <laughs> <laughs> Coming for two in particular. Wow. What did my boy Leon do to you? I don't know. 
<laughs> Technically, he also worked on Resident Evil, and Resident Evil definitely is is a retro well, game. Well, yeah, I mean, like Devil May Cry was initially going to be a Resident Evil game. Yeah, yeah. Okay, next one. So the Pokemon Company may know they're making games wrong, but they will not change because their games are still profitable. Okay, I, uh, I know nothing about this. Okay, so this is a Kotaku article. Uh, so, so this was uh, the chief operating officer for the Pokemon Company. He says, I think in general, if you look at the past, the path we've taken up until now has been this constant release. Always regularly releasing products on a fairly fixed kind of cadence, you might say. Always having these products able to be introduced in new experiences for our customers. And that's how we've operated up until now. I think we're still operating in that way, but there's more and more conversations as the development environments change about how we can continue to do this, while making sure that we're ensuring really quality products are also being introduced. So this is a really roundabout way of saying that Yes, we're re- probably releasing way too many games too frequently, you know? Yeah. Because, like, 2018, I think, was, uh, or maybe even 2019, was Sword and Shield. And then, like, we had Legends of Arceus and Scarlet and Violet in the same year last year. Uh-huh. And Legend of Arceus was uh, acclaimed, wasn't it? Yes. Like, wasn't that a really good game? It was a really good game, and then Scarlet and Violet was not as acclaimed. <laughs> Correct. That's what I was getting at. Yes. It was not as acclaimed. But what Scarlet and Violet did do was make a whole shit ton of money. Because every Pokemon uh-huh. game makes a whole shit ton of money. Yep. And in order to understand what's going on here, you kind of have to understand where the Pokemon company sits. Because while the Pokemon Company owns Pokemon, they are owned by, like, three different companies. Um, Nintendo, Game Freak, and Creatures Incorporated. So, Mm -hmm. he doesn't really have any say over what's going to happen with the future of the Pokemon Company and the Pokemon franchise in general, right? Uh It really comes down to, I mean, of those three... Nintendo. <laughs> and yeah. if Nintendo wants them to keep cranking out games every two, three years at the cost of, you know, cutting down on the Pokedex, having bad draw distance, having having clunky graphics and mechanics, um, they will. Mm-hmm. So even if he... He personally recognizes... In this roundabout fashion, again, he likes. He spoke so many times around the bush there that he's probably dizzy. But <laughs> even if he understands that, that nothing is going to change. You you guys can get your hopes up for an actually good Pokemon game coming in the future. But let's be honest, Pokemon just isn't for us anymore. You know. No. Pokemon was for us when we were 8 to 16 years old. And Pokemon is now for people who are currently 8 to 16 years old. Yeah. 
So it's really just a, a case of like, like we as adults can say like, we reject this all that we want, but we are not the primary buying population. No. It and, is, yeah. it's parents buying the cute Pokemon game for their eight-year-old. Yeah. And as long as that continues, nothing is going to change with Pokemon. Because they, no, they it, are, it can't. yeah, they are the most profitable franchise in the world. Not video game franchise. No, just, just franchise. Just franchise. They make more money than fucking Lego. Okay? <laughs> Uh nothing is going to change no so yeah I I just I find it interesting when I find these articles that try to get like hopes up about some big company changing their trajectory uh, because you know the adults in charge realize that it's not the best it can be but Mm -hmm. profits are what matters and Pokemon's profitable. <laughs> yeah. In other news, I'm looking forward to Pal World. Yeah. Have you you heard of Pal World? Um, no, I haven't. Is it like it, is it the new Temtem? I don't know what Temtem is. Pal World is a multiplayer open world survival crafting game where you can befriend and collect mysterious creatures called Pal in a vast world. Okay. Um, and, but they're they're like Pokemon, basically. Uh huh. But you can you also have guns. Oh. And you're you're fighting the Pokemon, but also if you like have a Pokemon that you've trained, you can pick it up and use it. Like like if it's a fire breathing Pokemon, you can pick it up and then use it as a flamethrower. I mean, let's be real. Like- and you can fly around on Pokemon, and you can... Yeah. If you need to scratch that Pokemon itch, there there are actually lots of games coming out with Pokemon-style oh, yeah. gameplay. I've played two of them for this podcast before. You know, recently uh-huh. we talked about Cassette Beasts, which is just you become the Pokemon. And... Previously, yeah. I had talked about Monster Crown, which is basically like dark Pokemon where they can kill you. Um, and, and then there was the aforementioned Temtem, which was a big deal for a little bit. It was like a 3D kind of style game. Which is... Looking it, at it now. Yeah, it, it's just like 3D Pokemon. It is. It's yeah. 3D Pokemon MMO. Yeah. Like, there there are so many options for the Pokemon lover out there that is not Pokemon. There's there's a mobile game on our list that is uh, Pokemon-ish, but uh, I think it costs like 99 cents or something. Oh, it's one of those so, uh, premium games on our list? Yeah. Yeah, Evertale. Dive into a breathtaking fantasy world filled with mysterious monsters to capture, battle, and train. Does it have mysterious monsters, or does it have schoolgirls with perky tits? 
I mean, it, it has a lot of schoolgirls with breaking. You said that as I was looking at an image of one of the girls in the game with perky tits wearing a schoolgirl outfit. Also, she's got a so, thong. I don't know if you noticed that. She's wearing a thong. Oh, yep. Yep. yep there's the there's the whale tail. Yep. Yeah. And horns. Yeah, she, she's, she's a, a she's, she's a she's demon schoolgirl. With perky tits. <laughs> She's a horny schoolgirl. With perky tits. <laughs> with perky tits and a whale tail. Um, if you are actually interested in just Pokemon, because I know a lot of people are just turned off by the other Pokemon, the the, the, the Pokemon ripoffs, because they're like, I don't give a shit about these. Like, the, why would I care? Guess what? The um, older games still exist, and you can keep playing them. Or... <laughs> Pokemon Infinite Fusion exists. What the fuck is that? It is a fan game that is finished, quote-unquote, still receiving updates. Um, You know that thing where, like, you take two Pokemon and, and then you fuse it together and it's like, oh, here's what a, a, oh, I a see. Weedle is. It's uh, one of the wrong Yeah. No, people uh, are it's, always it's, making ROM hacks of Pokemon. This is not a ROM hack. It's not this a ROM hack? A, uh, this is an EXE. This is a, this is a game that um, has at least the first three continents in it, I think. A fully written story that is unique to the, the game. And every Pokemon that is in the game can be fused with another Pokemon. Okay. And itself. <laughs> Alright. Every Pokemon can be fused with another... And I don't just mean like, oh, they're fused, now it's done. As that Pokemon levels up, when it reaches the point where one of its two fusions would um, uh, evolve, evolve, you can choose whether or not to evolve that evolution of it and you still keep the hybrid. It is now, it stops being a hybrid of Pikachu and Squirtle, it becomes Raichu and Squirtle, and then Raichu and whatever comes after Squirtle. Wartortle. Like, Wartortle. Or you can just keep one of them. You can keep it as just Squirtle, and you can have, what's the top Pikachu? I guess Raichu is the top Pikachu. Yes. So it'd be like Pichu and Squirtle, or whatever's below Squirtle. I don't know. There's nothing below Squirtle. There, okay. And, and so, realistically, so, so, you're not starting with a Pichu, you're starting with a Pikachu. So you had it right the first time. Yep. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> but but still, like, you could have a Pichu crossed with a Squirtle, and then level that up to a uh, Pikachu mixed with a Squirtle, and then you could choose not to level up your Squirtle, and you could still raise your Raichu up to, uh, raise it up to Raichu Squirtle. And all of those have their own unique sprites and names... And abilities, everything. So there you go. And you can you can you can fuse a Pikachu with a Pichu. You can fuse a Raichu with another Raichu. Everything. Ridiculous. And then again, oh, also, like, like I also by the way, by the way, Pichu mixed with Squirtle is different from Squirtle mixed with Pichu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
So uh, that's just out there for free uh, if you want that. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, yeah, don't buy anything from Pokemon Company. Moving on, it's time for our bad opinion piece hour. Sega doesn't do what I like them for anymore, so they should get bought out. Yep. It's How another. It, dare it's, they? it's another one of those fucking, I play Sega for Sonic and they don't do Sonic well, so just, yeah. the, the people should buy them out. Why do they always jump to buy them? Why why do gamers always jump to consolidate IP? Do they uh, they they don't get it, dude. Like it just No, it, they don't. It just it, it doesn't they, they register don't. with them that the more <coughs> the more IP a single company holds, the less of that IP you're going to see and the less creativity you're going to see within it. All right, so let's see. Where do I want to start with this article? All right, Sega has been an industry joke for pretty much three decades now. And while I should have moved on long ago, I still somehow can't really believe it. In my mind, Sega still equals quality. And yet I know that in reality, that couldn't be further from the truth. Occasionally, there's hope that the next Sonic game will actually be good, or that they're going to bring back one of their other classic franchises. But it never happens. Sega are losers, and apart from those precious few years in the 90s, they always have been. Bitch, they make Yakuza! (laughs) They make Yakuza. What what are you fucking huffing? They made that awesome Fist of the North Star Lost Paradise game. Oh my god. Such a fucking good game. (laughs) This is, uh... This is a really funny article. Right? It's it's hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) It's also kind of sad that people are out there that actually think this. Right? I honestly wish I could I could just read this whole article <laughs> for, for you. Yeah, they're they're really dumb. <laughs> they're they're really genuinely dumb. Um so yeah, the, like I was interested after reading this article to be like what do, what does Sega do? Because I know Yakuza. I know they do Yakuza, but they do other shit too, right? Um, yeah. And the answer is yes. <laughs> in fact... A lot. In fact, one of the... Uh, he he brings up in his list of classic franchises um, a couple of games that they do actually still work on. Um, for example, Fantasy Star. They don't... Yeah, any... I, saw, I saw that on that list and I was like, isn't, isn't that still coming out? So they don't make single player RPG fantasy star anymore, right? But party based, yeah. really cool fantasy star. But what they do still make is the uh, fantasy star online games. Uh, specifically, right now, they've got Fantasy Star Online 2, which has been running since at least 2018, as far as I can. 2016, as far as I can tell from this. Uh, this Wikipedia page. They, they've been making that game and it's still like, it's still an active game. You know, it's people play. Yeah. It. Um, 
Shining Force he brings up. Now, Shining Force kind of changes names throughout its existence. Really, just the Shining part remains. So in 2018, they released Shining Resonance Refrain, which is, it's a Shining Force game. (laughs) Yeah. Uh huh. Um, oh, they make the Valkyria Chronicles series, which is like a, a big, uh, big with tactical game players, you know? Yeah. It, it's not Fire Emblem, it's not Final Fantasy Tactics, but it's, it's right below there. Uh, mm-hmm. also, they help publish pretty much everything Atlas makes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, Persona. Shin Megami Tensei everything. Um, mm-hmm. This really cool game for the 3DS a few years ago called Stella Glow, uh, which is also another tactical RPG game. Uh, yeah, and, and then, like I said, all of the Yakuza games. Um, oh, Super Monkey Ball. <laughs> the, the Total War franchise. Um, yeah, Total War. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that one that they also complained about at one point? Didn't we get a complaint about that a, a, a few rounds of this ago? Of how, like, they're not changing anything? But it's... No, that was a different game. Yeah, the, the, I don't remember ever talking about Total War. But yeah, like, like this guy names off a bunch of shit that he just wishes they would do sequels to. And also things that he doesn't realize they've made sequels to. Yeah. So, like, yeah, it would be really cool. Uh, what's your fucking name? <laughs> what, what's this guy's name? Gordon. It really would be cool, Gordon, if they made a sequel to Skies of Arcadia. I would really like that. But it's fine that they don't. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Shinobi he brings up there was a Shinobi game on the 3DS I own a Shinobi for the 3DS you can just play that <laughs> uh, flip side uh, I don't know that Daytona USA is uh, really anything anyone's actually yearning for nowadays right I mean they're not <laughs> or Virtua <laughs> Fighter really like yeah People remember playing some of these games, and they're like, yeah, that was a good time. But they know that if they played it now, it wouldn't be fun. No. <laughs> um, no. And then this fucking dickhead says, Who other than Nintendo and maybe Capcom can boast that size and range of classic games? Uh, Konami. <laughs> Square Enix. <Sony. laughs> Epic. Epic. Uh, Rare. EA. Uh, <laughs> a uh, lot of think. companies. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, any any company. Yeah. Atari. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And there's probably tons I'm missing out as well. Yes, there are tons you're missing out because y- you know <laughs> you either don't know that they're being made still. Or you know, and it's just not what you care about, so you're saying Sega makes nothing. Like a liar would do. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and what have they made in recent years? Nothing. Only Streets of Rage. And they got an indie developer to do that and had nothing to do with them themselves. Yes. 
because Sega does not make games. You know, I've been using the term Sega made this, Sega made that loosely, but they're a publisher. Yeah. Sega caused this to be made. (laughs) Sega paid money to a developer and a developer made it. (laughs) Yep. That's what Sega does. (laughs) Do you not understand how video game companies work? Do you think Square Enix itself makes games? Do you not realize there's a studio within Square Enix with its own name that makes games? (laughs) <laughs> no, they don't. They don't, actually. You, you just think the conglomerate of Square Enix made Final Fantasy sixteen? Okay. Yes, they do. <laughs> they do believe that. They do believe that. <laughs> Listen, I would also believe it, too, if I knew that the, the studio was called Creative Development Team 3. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Which I do know. <laughs> yeah. Ridiculous. Um, let's see. Perhaps that's for the best, but I don't care who makes the games as long as they actually get made. Apparently you do because you just spent a whole paragraph complaining about it. Yep. <laughs> yep, you, you actually deeply, deeply care. Yes. You care a lot. Too much. And then he brings in his main point where he's like, the only way any of this is going to happen, Sega making games, which they do, um, is if someone buys Sega. But because they're owned by Sammy, I don't know what that means. Is he saying Sega's owned by Samsung? Are they owned by Samsung? Uh, I don't don't think they're owned by Samsung. I think they're their own thing. (laughs) But, but he says it's all too complicated. It is a subsidiary. It is a subsidiary of Samsung? <coughs> it doesn't say... Sega Sammy Holdings. Sega Sammy Holdings. Which is a holding company of Sega and the Sammy Corporation. Okay, which... so not Samsung. No. I've never heard of Sammy. Sammy is a gambling industry. Okay, they that make makes Chinku sense. Games. So, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, they're a Japanese company. All Japanese yeah. video game companies Actually, are associated yes. with a gambling company in some way. Yes, or the Yakuza. Yes, or both, because uh, let's not pretend that the gambling industry is not heavily involved with the Yakuza. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't. <laughs> Um, and then he's like, plus Nintendo, who are probably the best ones to buy them, don't really like doing that sort of thing. No, because why would they? Sega's its own thing. Nintendo's its own thing. They have their own identities. Why would... And they work together. They do that very often. You can play as Sonic... Really often. ...in Super Smash Brothers. (laughs) You can... Sega releases... All of its like like ports of NES and SNES or not not you know, th- those era games yeah. Master Drive that's the one like Ma- Master Drive Genesis th- those kinds of games they release them onto the Nintendo Switch store but like mm-hmm. th- they're there to play on an 
I don't I don't know what this person wants. I don't know what they know. I don't know what they want. Do they just uh, want they Sonic want... to be good and they're blaming Sega for that? <laughs> yes. Yes, they do. <laughs> Cause that's Sonic Team's uh, fault. You know? Yeah. Sonic Team hasn't been good in any 3D venture they've taken. But do you know why they keep doing it? Because people like you pay for the 3D Sonic games. Mm-hmm. Do, you know, if you just stopped paying for Sonic Forces and Sonic 06, <laughs> <laughs> they would be like, oh, this doesn't make any money. And they would go back to making games like Sonic Mania. I, I actually recently, on that, that topic, because we're basically done with this. Yes. Uh, I recently downloaded a... Um, there is a remake for PC that they are making of Sonic 06, where they are trying to fix the game. I don't know how you and can I, do that, because the problem starts with the fundamental concept of the game. <laughs> Yeah, but they, 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 uh, I haven't fully played it yet. Like I, I ran it to make sure it would work and it, it, it runs, which is a lot better than you can say about Sonic 06 in a lot of cases. Um, yeah. Rough. Yeah. But yeah, I just thought this guy was, uh, Wilding out <laughs> on Metro. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Also, I looked up Tear Ring Saga, and you can buy uh, both the PS1 and PS2 games of Tear Ring Saga for forty four eighty yeah. on eBay. So, Ooh. Pretty, pretty reasonably priced. And that's like with the cases, it looks like. So... Okay. Listen, I might do that if I make enough money this week. (laughs) (laughs) I have played it. It is not bad. Yeah. Uh, One of those is in Japanese, though, it looks like. So, maybe not. They're both in Japanese. Yeah, I won't be buying those. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. I mean, I need the English text, John. I I can't... I can't you, play you it. I can't play a game in in Japanese. <laughs> I have. I, I'm sure you have. Yeah, uh, Thracia seven seven six is. Last I checked, was still not fully translated. And when I first played it, was was not translated is at it all. Not even like a fan translation. No. When I when I last looked, it was not fully fan translated. When I first looked, it was not even beginning of translated. Okay, they just weren't released in in English at all. Okay. Yep, I'll be missing out on those then. They looked cool. (laughs) They weren't. (laughs) They were not. Oh, no? It is not a thing that they were. (laughs) They weren't cool? (laughs) Nope. Oh. My bad. No, they're they're Fire Emblem. Fuck them. Uh, <laughs> I like right. Fire Emblem, though. <laughs> no, you don't. Against my better better knowledge. Game facts. The facts about 
the vinyl goddess from Mars. The vinyl goddess. From Mars. From Mars. I mean, but if you just say vinyl goddess, that makes me think of, like, a really hot lady who listens to a lot of, like, Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> Okay. I mean, am I... You, you, you do you, man. Am I wrong you do for you. thinking that? Like, she's yes. just always playing rumors on 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 record, you know? I don't want to think about that. <laughs> you don't want to think about rumors? What the fuck? No. I'm always kind of thinking about rumors. <laughs> Vinyl Goddess from Mars is a 2D platformer developed by Six Pound Sledge Studios. That's an awesome name for a company. And published uh-huh. by is. Union Logic Software Publishing Inc. That's a mouthful of a name for a company. For yes. DOS. That's it. It's only yep. on DOS. Yep. <laughs> Finally, you don't have me listing off 23 different consoles a game was released on. One of these days, you want me to just uh, pick a game and do all the facts for it, and then at the end be like, yeah, it wasn't released. <laughs> That'd be very It was funny. released for nothing. <laughs> but now that you've told me, I'll be I'll be expecting it. So yeah, you, well, you've ruined that bit for at least a year until I forget about it. <laughs> yeah, you forget about it next week. <laughs> Listen, I have, I have slightly more memory than a goldfish, okay? It's not right. much more, but it's uh-huh, more. Sure. In Vinyl Goddess from Mars, you play as the Vinyl Goddess, obviously, flying across the galaxy from Mars to the intergalactic B-movie convention <laughs> when your ship crash lands on a strange planet. Damn, you don't even make it to the B-movie convention? But no, I really sadly. wanted to talk about Evil Dead 2. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> You must venture through the jungles, caverns, and temples, defeating monsters, avoiding traps, and collecting spaceship parts to repair your ship and make your way to the convention. So do you eventually get there? Uh, yeah. Okay. Do you get I to mean, partake you don't get to in play the there. That, oh. that, that, that is the end of the game. Oh, well. That's disappointing. Yeah. <clears throat> the game takes place across three episodes. Episode 1, Forests of Old. Episode 2, Caverns of Chaos. And Episode 3, The Return. What are these? Fucking King's Quest games? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) With the first being available as freeware and the whole game available for sale separately as a two-floppy set. Floppy discs. Yeah! Good old floppies. Yep. Initially designed as a sequel to Jill of the Jungle. What the fuck is that? (laughs) Which was developed in-house at Epic Mega Games. Now Epic Games of Fortnite fame. Epic chose not to publish it as it was considered subpar. And released Jazz Jackrabbit instead. (laughs) Instead of polishing it and trying again as Epic intended, they just changed the graphics and names and released it under a different publisher with a shittier name. Yep. Despite being reviewed relatively well for a 1995 DOS-only game, and still being reviewed well today, 
the developers, and publisher, effectively, too, never went on to do anything else. At all. <laughs> However, yeah. Jill was not done. Instead of letting outsiders come in and make bad Jill games, the original devs went on to make it a trilogy with Jill Goes Underground and Jill Saves the Prince, keeping the B-movie aesthetic throughout. So it was intended to be similar to Mario games, like having, you know, the, the platformer 2D stuff, but they wanted it to be more realistic and they wanted it to have a female character and apparently the only thing they could think of that had a female character were b-movies what <laughs> so they gave they gave jill of the jungle a b-movie aesthetic so is that supposed to be like george of the jungle's wife mm-hmm. no i think it's more of like a conan thing okay I don't. I don't think she's supposed to be related to George at at all. Because if you say name of like the that. jungle, I think George. I I understand. Yeah, that's 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 easy to do. See, you say vinyl goddess from Mars, and and I think of like uh, leather goddesses from Phobos, which was the the old uh, game by. Um, uh, Interplay? Something like that. See, you say leather goddesses from Phobos, and I think of slave girls from Beyond Infinity. Oh, it's a good one. Yeah. Good pull, right? Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That dev who originally nice. made Jill of the Jungle, Tim Sweeney. It'd be really cool if I remembered what he'd done. <laughs> Tim Sweeney is the founder and CEO of Epic Games. And that was just the facts. Wait, but they left Epic. No, 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 no. Vinyl Goddess from Mars. That's not Epic. Oh, wait, okay. Jill of the Jungle is a game on its own. Then they were designing. Yeah, Jill of the a... Jungle was made by Tim Sweeney. Some okay. other assholes decided to make a sequel to that and pitched it to um, Epic. Uh, Epic and Epic was like, "Your game's shit. Fix <laughs> it up and bring it back to us." And released Jazz Jackrabbit and Vinyl Gods from Mars. People, the Six Pound Sledge Studios were like. No, fuck you. It's it's perfect on its own and released it by Union Logic Software Publishing Incorporated and it went nowhere. Right. And uh and Epic was like, well, sorry, Tim was like, hmm. That reminds me. Jill of the Jungle was pretty good. Let me make more of those. And it <laughs> did. And then now he makes Fortnite. Yep. Gears of War. Yep. But he got his starts with Jill of the Jungle. I actually didn't know the Gears of War was also epic. Pretty sure. Uh, I think it was at least published by them. Ah, they did sell Gears of War. Okay. 
Yeah, it was created by Epic, and then it was sold to Microsoft. If you look Tim Sweeney up on his Wikipedia, it does not list any of the games he has had a hand in making. No, no, no. Why it, would it? it? It does tell me that he, since 2008, he's become one of the largest private landowners in North Carolina. So, uh, fuck him. <laughs> yeah, fuck him. But also, he can have North Carolina. Right, we don't um... want it, but, like, <laughs> other people do. <laughs> and they deserve to have some of that land. Yeah. Uh, also, his neck is as thick as his head is. And I can't tell if that's because his head is uh, very thin or because his neck is very large. But he looks rather turtleish. He does. He looks exactly like a fucking master of disguise, the turtle. Yes, he does. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he he is probably turtly enough to join the turtle club. He might have inspired Dana Carvey to make that character. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know if they ever ran into each other? <laughs> time for the media that made us. Oh, what a hellish week you gave me today, John, because uh, I listened yeah, to it today. Well, yeah, uh, I also listened to it today, and uh, fuck you. Why um, fuck me? Fuck, I brought fuck you. you. I brought you good '90s country music. You brought me Christian rap rock from the 90s. Okay, so so here's the deal here. There is no such thing as good country music. Fuck um, you. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is hot hot shit is what it was. Um you I You didn't like any of these album, songs? The whole 69 plus minute album hating my life. Um by the way, there it was initially released with two discs. I did not listen to the second discs worth. Neither did I. I, didn't, um, I wasn't that's, including. That's it. good. That's good because the whole thing was ninety six minutes, and there was no fucking way I was going to survive that long. I was going to kill myself before I got to that point. Um, I despise this kind of uh, country. What the fuck? It's awful. It's awful. It's so bad. Anyways, uh, this is the media that made us. So, um, uh, Wombat and his little uh, Alabama, Mississippi, uh, Louisiana, or not Louisiana, um, uh, Florida and Texas. Uh, I also never lived self. in Mississippi. Oh, <laughs> uh, whoops. Uh, I added one extra one in there. Um, uh, gave us this, this wonderful album, Alan Jackson Greatest Hits Volume 2. Um, it has some real bangers on it. Uh, like what? <laughs> Let's go back to the tra- track list. I mean, Little Bitty, right off the bat. Little Bitty is an no, awesome song. It's terrible. Hated it. You hated, hated Little it. Bitty? It was a Little Bitty Hell. Was the joke my wife made sitting in the same room as me. What the fuck? <laughs> it's alright to be a Little Bitty. No. <laughs> Whatever. Y'all just don't understand good music. Uh, right on the money. That's a was that's the a great only song. one I liked. That was the only one I could stand. It was different enough. I I I'll, I'll agree with you on that one. Um, who's cheating? Who? Uh, no, that was awful. That was you. What? 
You heard me. Uh, Papa Top. Papa Top uh, again. I've uh, just got time for one more round. Set him up, my friend. Uh. Um. Oh, where I come from. That one's that one's a real uh that one's that one's a good one. Honestly, that was where I started just zoning out because all of the songs started sounding about the same. That's you're you're a criminal. You, you for saying that you should be I don't believe in prison. You should be put in prison. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um it's five o'clock somewhere. It definitely sounded like a Jimmy Buffett song. Yes. He was, he was ab- actually trying, striving to make it sound like a Jimmy Buffett song. And it still was a little bit more country than, than it should have been. Right. Uh, I understand Jimmy Buffett already has a lot of, of, of that background, but yeah. it, it still sounded. Uh, I mean, basically, yeah. the only thing that keeps Jimmy Buffett from being country music is that he doesn't really talk about, like, drinking to get over sadness, you know? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> he drinks to drink because it's fun to be drunk. Uh-huh. Which actually yeah. puts him squarely in line with modern country music. <laughs> <laughs> which is pretty much shit radio country music today. Yeah, yeah. And part of that's that. because they stopped allowing women on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what did you, uh, okay, let's start with this. What did you think of where were you when the world stopped turning? Let's just get the big song out of the way. The the one everybody would expect us to talk about. Okay. I'm glad that you're not picking Blues Man, which was the actual big song, because it was seven minutes long. No, and that's I got the four worst minutes song. Through and I skipped it. No, the the Blues Man is absolutely the worst song on this this record. It was okay, but but like, where were you when the world stopped turning? Was a big deal when it came out because it was like the first song about 9-11 to come out after 9-11, right? Yeah, and, and none of my family were listening to it, and it's not something I had ever heard of until uh, today when I listened to it. And, uh... <clears throat> I was fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> so... I was, I, I was perfectly fine in that, that world where I hadn't heard anything by Alan Jackson. And that is the case. I don't believe I have heard anything by Alan Jackson before listening to this. Not even Chattahoochee? That's his big song. Chattahoochee was not on this. It wasn't on this album, but it's way down yonder on the Chattahoochee. Uh, I will listen to that while you are talking in the background. Okay. Um, so uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you some information on where were you. So so this was the song that South Park, uh, Matt Matt Stone and Trey Parker decided to use as like the emblem of people trying to make money off of 9/11. So uh, yeah. so they their their critique was that Alan Jackson 
released this song not because he had any particularly strong feelings about what had occurred and was instead just trying to make a buck off of people's pain. <laughs> wow. Which... Good for him. Listening to this... Listening to the song... I find insane that that was their takeaway. But, like... I don't know. Maybe it's just, like, association with my childhood. You know, we did listen to primarily Alan Jackson-style country when I was growing up. So I heard this song in the wake of 9-11. And it's, like, it's ingrained in me. And listening to it back for the first time in quite a while... I cried, like, 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 genuinely just like tears coming down my face, remembering what that time in my life was like, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and he doesn't express any hatred towards anybody. He doesn't, you know, it's not like a Toby Keith style, where put a boot up your ass style anthem kind of thing. It's just like, like like showing love and sympathy for people in the wake of this tragedy. Yeah. So so knowing knowing what Matt Stone and Trey Parker had turned it into for South Park, I'm just like what what kind of fucking sociopaths are you? <laughs> are you so yeah. cynical you can only see the worst in people all the time? Like <laughs> yeah because i i thought it was just Probably. like a, a really sweet like heartwarming song <laughs> and definitely like i said better than what we were going to get later from the toby keith types yeah uh all right so having now listened to uh chattahoochee at all uh I live in Georgia. Uh huh. I have been to the Chattahoochee a bajillion times. Same. I have. I have uh, shot the hooch. I've you know I've I've floated it. I have. Um, I have traveled pretty much its entire length. Uh-huh. Uh Up 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 to its roots in in Tennessee, up the Flint River. Down all the way through Florida to uh, Apalachicola. For those who um, don't know, the Chattahoochee is the river that serves as the border between Alabama and Georgia. Uh, maybe like, at the southern end of it. Yeah, that's but that's no, what goes, I know. It goes. Yeah, it, I was like, it goes through Atlanta. No, I, I grew up. The border that, <laughs> no, I know, but I grew up in southern Alabama, where that's basically what yeah. it serves as. Yeah. Yeah. Um I I I currently live within walking distance. Like it's it, it would be a hike, but it's still like I could go there today. Yes. With ease. Uh-huh. Um what is this leading to? Never never heard that song before in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Ever. That's like easily his most well-known song. So that does yes, literally that does literally give me the information that, song. that you've never heard an Alan Jackson song in your entire life. Correct. <laughs> yes, I have. I have never ever listened to that. I've I've been here so long. I'm so close to it. There are people that like 
Country Near Me. Never heard that song ever before. Okay. Um, my family never was uh, country music people. Country people. Yeah, at didn't all. Didn't have George Strait playing in the, the background of any memories. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. See, that that might just be what you need in order to, like, get country music. You might need to, like, come into contact with it early in your life. Maybe. Cause, cause so it does, I'll, I'll, I'll keep that in mind and I will keep my kids away. It does, uh. it does largely, like, feed on nostalgia, right? Like, Yeah. That's it, kind of its shtick. Yeah, it's hearkening back to a more traditional time, a, a time when things were simpler and, you, you know, it, things just made sense. Uh, that's all country music. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so I guess, like, like listening to it now, if I had never listened to some of these songs when I was a kid, I probably wouldn't like them now. And some of them I did like as a kid, and I don't like now. Uh, like www.memory. What? Yeah, an I, I age skipped the last couple song. minutes of this one too. <laughs> what? How could you skip? The, it's two and a half minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> um, it's uh. it, it's it's kind of tacky. It's. It didn't yes. age well. It's it's very much a a year two thousand song, you know. <laughs> so so this is this is my takeaway from from this round of the media that made us is that like this is the this is these are albums or bands that like really really were an impact of us growing up. Yes. Like, like they're, they're, the music we were surrounded by, the music we listened to all the time. And, uh, it's music that we can now look back and go, wow, that was shit. <laughs> well, and, and some of it, like, like I still listen to Alan Jackson. He puts out albums even today. Uh, there was one from 2015 called Angels and Alcohol. And some of those songs, like, I took to heart, you know? Uh, the the mm. the album opener is the song about like you can always come home you know no matter no matter where life's road leads uh no matter <clears throat> no matter how much you fuck up right you can always come back to the people who love you uh-huh and it's just like this beautiful song of acceptance of who people are and okay and it's just really great <laughs> Okay. And that's yeah. that's the kind of like lessons I take from Alan Jackson, just these really good life lessons about how to be a person. Mm-hmm. Um So um I listened to my album. Uh-huh. And I was like and 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 this was technically I listened to it after you listened to it. Uh because because you... I listened to it today. Yeah. Like I said, I listened to everything, too, today. Um, and I started after you had sent me all the stuff. Um, so you listened to it, and I could tell, like, you fucking hated it. Yes, um, I despise every second of this album. <laughs> uh-huh. And then and then I was like, yeah, well, there's there's definitely some bad shit in here. 
Uh, absolutely. And then I got to yours, and I was like, why are we punishing each other? Because <laughs> <laughs> it was. It, this Listening to Alan Jackson's Greatest Hits of Volume 2 was miserable, and I fucking hated it. Well, um, I'm sorry. I, I really and... thought I was bringing something good. <laughs> No, no, no. It was it was awful, and I will never listen to anything Alan Jackson again if I can manage it. Um, yeah. Damn. But flip side of that is mine, which was DC Talk Free at Last. Now DC Talk is a Christian hip hop uh, album or a band. Um, okay. By uh, yeah. First of, all, I want to lead. With saying that as much as you hated Alan Jackson and the particularly the the greatest hits album that I brought you, mm-hmm. there was nothing outwardly hateful on my album Co- that I correct. brought. Correct, <laughs> except for the sound of the music. Yes, yeah, I will. I will grant you that. And on yours, there definitely yeah, there, was. There absolutely was. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> Well, and and you have to consider that this this was um this was early 90s Christian hip hop or really just early 90s Christianness. And now it's not hip hop. It's rap if, rock. It is. No, the, okay. it is not it is not even mostly rapping. It is it, it was it was it was golden age hip hop. Is it it was golden age hip hop. Uh, I will agree it is rap rock. Um, like but, this definitely shares more in common, like sound wise, with like Discount Lincoln Park than it does, uh, like NWA. <laughs> I I disagree. I I disagree with that. Um. Uh. Anyways, um. If you if you put it in the context of early nineties Christianness, uh-huh. it is completely normal. <laughs> Which bo- that's worrying. Cause it is. Yeah. <laughs> no. No, no, absolutely it is. Things have but not if gotten you put better. it in that context <laughs> if you put it in that context, boy is it is it just normal the normal it's the norm it's everything is the same that's it's perfectly fine uh it's in fact it might be better than than normal uh 90s uh stuff because it, it's there's not any overt references to uh, homosexuality in it no. only subtext it didn't there's out- subtext it didn't out loud say we think all lgbtq people will burn in hell for all eternity and they deserve it no no, it just but said it did that imply you can't that. have safe sex anymore. Uh, <laughs> and and uh, what was what was the line in this fucking song? Can I? How do I pull up the lyrics on Spotify? <laughs> just Google the the song and as lyrics. What song? Uh, it's socially acceptable. <laughs> I I already have that opened up. Oh, you already have the the socially um, acceptable lyrics opened up. Yeah. Because it's a... Human rights have made the wrongs okay. Is that the one you were looking for? Yeah. Times are changing with morals in decay. Human rights have made the wrongs okay. Which is definitely talking about how it's not cool to be gay. (laughs) Yeah. 
That is yeah. 100% what they're talking about in 1992. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> I have a huge problem with those two lines in particular. Yeah. No, no, I I, uh, I got you there. Uh, <laughs> um yeah, there, there's there's some there's some deeply worrying shit here, like uh, that kind of girl, which is just a song about how uh, women should uh, stop being so slutty. Uh, our like perception it's, it's of them problem. as slutty. Yes, correct. <laughs> yes, women shouldn't be slutty by the definition I have in my brain as a man. Okay. I, I get to decide what is slutty, and you shouldn't be that. I don't know, listeners, you tell me what this what this says. She wore a tighter skirt than any I had seen in college. She said I loved to smoke and drink while cursing like a sailor. I asked her where she got her mouth and if she had a tailor. We can rhyme words. Finally, I walked her to the door to say goodnight. <laughs> she said, I am an apple. Would you care to take a bite? What the actual uh. fuck? <laughs> yeah, uh I'm looking for a girl who's virtuous. Um Well, I want yeah. a girl with a short skirt and a long jacket. <laughs> long <laughs> I I don't actually. Uh what kind of girl doesn't bring a pen around? Uh <laughs> You, you got any other other no. gems right off uh, off the top? No, I mean like I I my wife was with me for all of my album and as much as she could stand of yours before she ended up going to work early. Uh-huh. Um it, that's that's how it is. Uh and she when, that kind of girl is second song on the album, and yes. she was furious at that song because that song is so indicative of the bullshit of Christianity, of like the ingrained uh, misogyny. Yeah, of like you, you have to be, you know, you, it's all about caring about purity as defined by men, and um, and just your anything you do to be yourself. Uh, is wrong because men decide it's wrong because men can't control them. Like, like it's it's indicative of that whole sector of society that just fucking doesn't deserve to exist. Right. Um. I mean, here's here's exactly what they're looking for. They say it right here. Well, I'm yeah. looking into hooking with a lady and not a girly of the whirly that's shady, <laughs> but the kind of girl you meet behind the doors of a church. You see, God will bring her to me so I don't have to search. Yeah. They want a girl who's just... Her entire personality is she goes to church. Correct. and, And I don't need to look for her. Like, I don't need to try to find somebody who's compatible with me. God will just deliver a magic girl into my lap. Yep. That's their whole attitude. Uh-huh. And it's it's repugnant to be honest, like. <laughs> um yeah. and then the yeah, next no, Absolutely. The yeah, next no, real that, song that, that... 
yeah, the next one, there's like four or five songs in here that are just like 30 seconds or less. Yes. And, and some of them are like, Greer is the third track on the album. And it's just, um, one of the people in the, uh, the studio sent like a, it's, um, it's a voicemail. And then there's other things like, uh, WDCT, which is like a, a talk radio, um, or no, not even talk radio, like a, like a, a, a DJ introduction to a song right. on, on radio. Uh, there's two honks and a negro, which um, which I immediately they, pinned as a problem. I'll let you they, know. They they can technically say that because <laughs> they they are, but they, they're allowed to use those terms about themselves. I don't. It's think not they great. Should be. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I mean, it's it's not something I would say. Listen, it but, didn't uh, help that it was immediately above a track titled "Lean on Me," which I also pinned immediately as a problem. Why? Uh, because I know Bill Withers' song Lean On Me, and it is uh-huh. deeply important to me as a person, right? See, and any I, cover I of it, I already kind of dislike. Like, there's this, like, funk-type 80s cover of Lean On Me that is a problem. And I knew, I, I had already listened to up to Jesus Is Just Alright, which we'll get to in a fucking minute. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I had already listened to that song, so I knew... I knew I wasn't going to like Lean On Me done by DC Talk. <laughs> so I agree with you that Lean On Me is a very important song. I, I grew up with it. It is deeply important to me, which I imagine it is to you too, because it is it is just a very meaningful, very important song. Yes. I've never heard the Bill Withers version. The only one I've ever heard is the DC Talk version. Oh, no. It, it is it uh, like the song is still. It, I mean, it's the same song. It's not. Uh, um, it's it's. So it's so covered. When I listen to it, I'm going to tell you my problem with it, right? Okay. Um. So Bill Withers' song is all about like, like, like we're all, we're all like a big family, right? And so we should be we should be able to rely on each other in times of need. And that should just be like a thing that I do. Right. Like I, I strive to be a good person. And so when somebody comes to me needing help, I will help them. That's, that's Bill Withers song. The DC talk version injects God into it. And I think by doing so cheapens the message because it becomes less about like, by uh, I strive to be a decent person, so of my own will, I choose to help people who come to me for help, and it becomes, God said I should help people who come to me for help, and so I will. And I, okay, I dislike I, I that dis- message. I, I disagree with the way you perceived that. Um, I, I don't think it's a God said to, um, to, to be with other people. I think it's more of a I can lean on God. It's its own problems, I understand. But I, I don't think of it as um the it's it's not like the other song on here, um which 
one is it? Fuck, I can't remember. One of these songs was about, like, um, God tells us to be good to each other, so we will. Uh, oh, it was, it was not Love is a Verb, it was the other one that talked about love a bunch. <laughs> okay, John, I'm gonna read these and lyrics. I don't mean I don't want it, which is loving. Uh, I'm going to read these lyrics to you, and I'm going to start with a couple that aren't relevant immediately to my point, just because I think they're funny, because I think most of their lyrics are funny. Uh, <laughs> like a brother with an attitude, and coming straight so you best give me latitude, leaning on my boys from the word get-go, and being there for them because the Lord said so. Hmm. Like, that is just laying out exactly what I said, like... I'm doing this because God told me to. And, and yeah, I, 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 I dislike that interpretation of Bill Withers' message. Okay. Um, I found the, 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 it's a say the words, I think is the, the one. Say the words. I don't remember that one. Yeah. Say the words, I love you. Say I love you. Um, Actually, I started playing the song and then I immediately remembered it because it started playing uh, a part of the song that I remembered, unfortunately. (laughs) Um, Silence is golden, but these are the words that the world needs to hear. Um... This this is one that uh, my wife was like, is it saying to like tell girls I love you? And I was like, no 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 no. It means love like brotherly love. You should brotherly love all the people, uh, not not love everyone, unless um, they're gay. In which case, they're going to hell, and you don't need to care about them. <laughs> So let's get into that, because um, <laughs> we, we already got socially acceptable out of the way. What was the other one? Also, to uh, the point, Say the Words is followed up by one of those less than a minute tracks, and then yeah. Socially Acceptable, where they hate gay people. <laughs> yes. So so they go from love everybody to hate gay people. But! <laughs> love everyone, but! Right. <laughs> um... Um, all right. So I don't, well, I don't want it by Lil Nas X is going to be very different lyrics than DC Talk. <laughs> um, I don't want it was the other. Oh, I I sung that you. <laughs> I played this for Cadence. I played this for her, and she she was baffled by it. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, because uh, it's, it's a baffling I song. I don't want it is about uh, avoiding sex. So um, here's here's her interpretation. Um, so it's a four minute song where they're singing soulfully about how they don't want your sex, right? Yeah. And when you say I don't want your sex for four minutes, I kind of get the <laughs> yeah. idea that you want it, <laughs> and yeah. you're just telling yourself and me you don't. Like you're just lying to yourself for four minutes, right? Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. Like like I made um, I made the argument that it would be better if they were saying I can't have it. 
you know? But like Okay. But by by the terms of my beliefs, I cannot have your sex. Doesn't mean I don't want yeah. it, but I can't have it yet. Which I think is a, okay. a ch- more truthful argument than this I don't want it. Because you're full of shit. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. believe I mean, anybody when they say I don't want it. Like, the whole idea of temptation, right, is that you do want it and you choose not to partake in it. But if you don't want it, there's no temptation to overcome. There's no... Honestly, there's no virtue in not wanting sex. There's virtue in not wanting sex or not... There's virtue in wanting sex and not having sex, right? Correct. For any... for, For some belief of yours. But... Not wanting sex just makes you a fucking eunuch. Like, (laughs) there's nothing to be respected there. Yep. And also, funny lyrics again. Yo, S-E-X is a test when I'm pressed, so back off with less of that zest. Impress this brother with a life of virtue. The innocence that's spent is gonna hurt you. Safe is the way they say to play, then again, safe ain't safe at all today. Which, again, I think is their their um, pass at uh, homosexuality. Uh-huh. The STD epidemics. Right. So just wait for the um, mate that's straight from God. Don't give it up till you tie the knot. Also, once again, waiting for God to hand them a woman on a plate. Instead of, like, yeah. searching for somebody compatible to you. <laughs> yep. Yeah. John, I would like, uh, before we keep going, because I, I do want to get to the Jesus is just all right of it all. Um, okay. But before we get to that, uh, what what about this made you? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, there, there was a, a few things. Um, this... This song or this this album was one of the first albums I actually owned. Uh, more than that, I didn't just own this album. I, I had this on CD and tape. Oh God! Um, Time is was one of my favorite songs growing up. Um, it, it was a song that I. I would be driving or riding with my mom and sister in the front seat and I would have my sister playtime is multiple times in a row because I really loved the song. And I mean, it's still a pretty good song. I'd say having listened back to it, there's nothing particularly bad about it. Time is, Um, uh, yeah, I didn't really have anything to say about time is. Yeah. I didn't. I wasn't um, particularly impressed with it, but I wasn't like offended by it in the same way a lot of these other songs I have been. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a lot of these others. Um, it was. Uh, it spoke to me uh, deeply because in the early nineties, I was this level of Christian. Uh, th- this was me. Yeah, I, which I, I did have I, to explain to Cadence, like, like he did grow up, like, deeply in the church. Like, that's why he has this association with the, these songs, like. 
Yeah. I I <laughs> I agreed with all of these things. All of them. Especially the bad ones. All of them. Um all of them. Uh this this was me as a human. Um with I mean, all the I'd be goods lying that if didn't I said exist and all there... the bads that definitely exist. Yeah, I'd be lying if I said there wasn't a time earlier in my life when I did agree with some of these things I now have a serious problem with. That's oh, just absolutely. being a shithead kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with yeah. bad parents. Absolutely. Uh-huh. <laughs> um So I Or not yeah, so much I... bad parents. Parents who believe in bad things. Yes. Yeah. Um And so like all of these songs really spoke to me and, and like these songs helped me with faith to get through hard parts of my life. Uh, Lean On Me really did help me a bunch. Um, The Hard Way was a a really big song for me. Um, Then uh, other songs are just like Free At Last was an enjoyable song. And I don't think there's anything bad about Free At Last still. Um, It's it's not like socially acceptable or or that. No, I was just kind Uh, of annoyed by it. Uh, love is a verb is uh, a thing that I have repeated many, many, many times throughout my life because I agree with the word the the terminology there. I don't know that I necessarily agree with the song still, but I think love is a choice we make. There, you can you can lust after someone, and I don't mean that in a negative way at all. Yeah, I was lust gonna say actually, thing, yeah, lust is a thing that is it's a it's a biological function that is part of relationships um there there's nothing wrong with lust um acting outside of uh <laughs> your ability to control things with lust is a bit of a problem because you know you need consent and and all those sorts of problems yeah. you need to have control over yourself um but but like i don't think lust is what society should think of love as. And a lot of people do think, like, you fall in love with someone, and really you fall in lust with them. And then after a certain period of time, the lust gives way to a different form of love, which is is more of a friendship, and and, um, and, and that is... And to be fair, there's all kinds of people in the world, and for some people, that is how love works. Yeah, yeah, some people are just full of lust, and they just keep going. Um, that's not true for most people, though. No. Um, but my, my thought has always been, um, love is a decision you make, uh, when you get up in the morning. Because there are plenty of times when I get up in the morning and I look over at my wife, who I've been married to for five years, and I hate her. Uh, (laughs) for just a moment... And then I go, yeah, that's not an option, and I keep going. And it's not a case of like, oh, well, I'll stick together because of the economic conditions, or, you know, it's the kids, we have to stay together. Uh, it, it's not any of those boomer, shitty <laughs> uh, views of marriage. It's a case of like, there are bad days, there are good days. Love is the decision to keep going through those and right. to yeah um 
so, uh, you know, I've love is a verb. I don't, you know, I, I haven't gone through the lyrics to see if I agree with the song, but I just, the term love is a verb has stuck with me. Um, and it has changed my, um, approach towards things in life. Lastly, Free at Last, or DC Talk in general, was my introduction to hip-hop. I'm sorry. <laughs> you deserve better. It was. <laughs> it, 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 I mean, this, uh, Jesus Freak, which came after this. Um, I was talking with a RuneScape clan member about this, and he did recommend yeah. I listen to Jesus Freaks at some point. Like the song. Okay, I... Yes, the song. <laughs> I <laughs> so um. <laughs> I, I haven't done it yet because I wasn't impressed the, with the album. <laughs> the, the second song on uh, Jesus Freak is titled "Colored People." Oh no! Um, eh, yeah. Oh no! Yeah. Hold on. Yeah. Oh God! It is. Pardon me, your epidermis is showing, sir. Couldn't help but note your shade of melanin. What the fuck? I see the beauty in the tones of our skin. Uh, we're colored people, and we live in a tainted place. We're colored people, and they call us the human race. We've got a history so full of mistakes, and we're colored people who depend on a holy grace. I don't know how to feel about yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, their message isn't necessarily bad, but, like... You don't say colored woo! people anymore. <laughs> you didn't You didn't in the 90s, either. No, that was uh, well past... We were past that. We, yeah. we, we were past that. In 1995, I was alive. You should not be saying colored people. No, no, you shouldn't. Um, Jesus Freak is not a terrible song. Um, uh, but you would probably hate it. Okay. <laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah, no, uh, don't, don't listen to them. Yeah, I mean, you brought, you brought, um, Five Iron Frenzy into my, my world, right? And I was... Yeah, 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 no, 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 like, I, I brought Five Iron Frenzy knowing that... Yes, some of their early stuff is very Christian. And honestly, they are still technically... Well, they're I guess still pretty Christian. With, they're, they're still pretty Christian. They are but technically like the, not a Christian band anymore. But but early on, they, they, were, they were pretty dang Christian. But flip side of that is, I don't think the things they were saying back then were bad. No, I they, never they, heard they were anything Christian, as bad as I heard yeah, in DC Talk. The things they say are things like, you should care about other people, and fuck the church for fucking up shit. Yes. <laughs> yeah, God God hates you for being a bad church. Um, things like that. See, um, they're not a Christian uh, band anymore because, because of the way that America defines Christianity, right? Like, they are a Christian band in that they follow the principles laid out by Jesus Christ. Yes. They are not a Christian um, band in that they do not believe in a lot of things American Christianity believes, 
Because American yes. Christianity has not read the Bible in about 70 years. Correct. Uh, not all the way through and not without picking the parts that uh, work for them. Yes. They, they uh, read portions of the Bible and ignore the parts where he, like, goes into the church yeah. and flips over all of the, the yeah. uh, money the, stands. The, the parts, the parts <laughs> where he literally tells you how to cause abortions. Or, he, or... he gives you a recipe for a potion to cause an abortion. And tells you when you should do it. <laughs> yeah, or or he says that uh, the rich can get into heaven the same way that a camel can get through the the fucking pin of a needle. I have a yeah, I have the a needle. eye of a yeah. needle. Yeah, yeah, they literally can't uh, because they literally can't. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, we we ignore all that in American Christianity. So yes. that's why so, that's the I, only reason you wouldn't consider modern Five Iron Frenzy still a Christian band. <laughs> yeah. I I I brought that to you knowing that one, they're not so Christian anymore. Two, they're really fucking good music. Yeah, the, like, I was never they're, they're talented musicians. Even when I wasn't like super into the the lyrics, I was still not offended by the music in any way. Uh-huh. Yeah. And the third thing was because even if they were very Christian, the um, message was was not bad. Yeah. Uh, this I would not tell anyone to listen to anymore. <laughs> I, the, the, the reason the reason it's on here is because it was very influential to me growing up. I don't think it should be influential to people anymore. I, I don't think people should be listening to this or making personal decisions based off of this or <sighs> yeah, any of that. Uh, I, and, and I guess this is uh, kind of a, a thing pointing at it is that like the last time I listened to any of these songs was I listened to time is and lean on me out of the blue <clears throat> within the last four, four years but I probably haven't listened to the album since <clears throat> the 2010s, um, the early 2010s, late noughties. Okay. I really hate the, the term noughties. <laughs> I like say it. 2000s. No, no, it's the noughties. <laughs> uh... Um, okay, so at least I, I'm not trying to make it like the Roaring Twenties or something. I can right. be like the Naughty Naughties. Uh, I, I found I found my prediction for Lean on Me because I was talking in my uh, my RuneScape Discord about about DC Talk as I was listening to it, right? And I just heard mm-hmm. socially acceptable. I'd shared the line, you, you know the line. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. Sadly. And, and then I saw Lean On Me down below, and I said, I'm really, really not looking forward to whatever the fuck they do with Lean On Me. And then I theorized, Lean on me when you're not strong, except if you're brown. I don't like <laughs> Islam. <laughs> 
Because uh, I've, I was like, it could, at this point, it could go that way. No, 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 no. You, you forgot. This was 92. Yeah, you're right. You're right. The, the, the level of uh, I hate did towards Muslim peoples didn't happen until 2001. We were still putting most of that on Jewish people. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we still are. Huh. Yeah. It turns out you can hate two people... A lot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this bummed me out. Uh, <laughs> Jesus is just all right. Okay. Okay. So, obviously, I saw that song and I knew... I actually, I thought it was going to be a straight cover of the Doobie Brothers classic, Jesus is just all right with me. You know? Yes. And it's not. No. And they kind of missed the point. Like, if you're going to sample this song in the way that they did sample it, you kind of have to get the point of the song, right? And I don't think they did. Because the Doobie Brothers are Christian, right? They, They very much are. They're not a Christian band in any way, but they did sing about Jesus. They clearly believed in Jesus. Uh-huh. Yeah. But if you listen to Jesus is just all right with me, the song is clearly about like everybody's talking this way and that about Jesus, right? And to me, Jesus is just all right. Like I get Jesus, I get what he's saying. I don't need you to constantly be coming at me. I don't need atheists to constantly be coming at me uh with with all their bullshit. I don't need like like evangelicals to be coming at me with all their bullshit. Jesus is just all right with me. Uh-huh. You know, that's at least what I interpret the message of that song to be and there's not many lyrics to the song, so <laughs> yeah. There, uh, there really aren't. But but their take of Jesus is just all right. Uh they they I mean, first of all, they sampled straight up just the do-do-do-do-do part. Yeah. And then they changed it to, Jesus is still all right with me? Mm-hmm. And I don't know what that means. Um, and, and then it's very much an evangelical song. Yes. You know, like, in a way that the Doobie Brothers would never have been. And then, and then I started thinking, it doesn't actually matter that they don't get the message of the song. What matters is that they sampled a song that reminded me very much of a song I would rather be listening to. (laughs) And my my problem with it became less that that the song is very like, like the original Jesus is just all right with me is very much like apathetic towards the idea of like preaching Jesus to people, uh, mm-hmm. and it became that that as a musician you should know not to sample the song a well known song that is better than your song. Yeah. <laughs> 
so then then it became this double layered thing of uh, more than the hateful messages uh, on socially acceptable and that kind of girl more than the complete what the fuck is happening in, in songs like I don't want it <laughs> I hate Jesus is just all right the most <laughs> okay for both for the bastardization of the Doobie Brothers original message and for for just not getting that basic idea of music that it, sample a song that nobody knows or that like like sample a song that there's not a good like opinion of but you can find something good in it right and then turn it into your own song you know, because that's that's actually what a lot of the like '80s and '90s samples were. It wasn't sampling like big mega hits. It was finding a baseline to the '70s song that that's like a really good baseline, but the the rest of the song was just kind of meh. You know, like nobody's thinking like, "Oh, I'd really love to go and listen back to that song." And then you use that baseline and you build a whole song around it, a better song than originally existed, ideally. Mm-hmm. And, and and that that whole concept was just lost to these three. <laughs> it is very hot in my my closet right now. Oh, oh my god! I'm just like sweating right now. No. <laughs> uh, I will say you might have misunderstood a little bit the Doobie Brothers version. Maybe. Because the just alright was an American slang term during the 60s to say that something was cool or hip. Okay. So, so they could so have been... It was just alright. It's that... Jesus it is was, cool. Yeah, yeah. Jesus is rad. Even still, I, I think it takes a lot to get from Jesus is, is cool... To uh, where where's a uh, a bad line? Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't, no, I can't take it home anyway. Never trite when I write, because the Lord is my light and His word is my bond. So you know He's all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it takes a lot to get from what the Doobie Brothers were saying to that. Even if I, even if they were using the just all right to mean like cool or hip, mm-hmm. yeah. <sighs> all right, do you have a topic for us for next week? Uh, word to the father was funny, by the way. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> saying word. <laughs> word to the father word say word to the father above any other say word to the father <laughs> yeah uh. Uh, a topic for next week not really okay the The topic well, was this week and the topic was uh, JRPG and retro <laughs> <laughs> it's true um. Well, we'll figure out something before then. Uh, we'll and do other a news. hot shit. Why not do a hot shit? 
I guess we could do a hot shit. I got that whole list of hot shit down there. Okay, well, what hot shit do you want to do? Not alone in the dark. I don't want to. No, you don't want to do that right now? No. Uh, then we're going to do Valerian in the City of a Thousand Planets. Okay, so if you want to watch some hot shit with us, uh, watch Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. Uh, also, let us know if you have any familiarity with the good comic books. <laughs> sure, you could do that too. Uh, I was going to say, um, <laughs> uh, we're going to be playing our video games. So uh, if you want to join along, we will be playing... Um, oh, shit. Mm, oh, mm, are you picking see, one for me? See. No, I'm not. Uh, uh, are we doing the fortune pick, cookie? I, 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 yeah, go ahead and do a fortune cookie. I'll let you do that. All right, let's do a fortune cookie. Uh, we'll do... I don't know. I forgot how to do a fortune cookie. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I don't want to do that. It looks like shit. Uh, We'll we'll pick a a game that's probably not good. Um, That I won't be too interested in, because I'm going to be busy. So if you want to play along with our mobile game, that is going to be 1945 Air Force colon airplane (laughs) games. Looks oh, I to had to log in to do a fortune cookie. Standard bullet hell. Um. So yeah, join us with that. Um. Oh. And. Huh. What? I got little wood. Okay. So this is a game I have played. Okay. Um, it's kind of like a... It, it's a Stardew Valley-ish game, except it's less about farming, and it's more about just, like, building the town up. Like, you okay. were the hero that saved the world from the evil Dark Lord, and then you woke up and you don't remember doing any of that, and and you have to rebuild the town that you're in. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Um... Well, uh, I'm not going to do a um, uh, fortune cookie because you've already chosen a game for me to play. Oh, I have? Yeah. Yeah, you have. And that is Ultima 1. (laughs) So, uh, that's what I'm going to be playing. Oh. Oh, and then our mutual mobile game, you just, you silently stuck in here. I didn't. I, I, I announced it. Loudly. Oh, that was probably while I was doing the fortune cookie shit. It, it was. Okay. While you were trying to log into your stupid thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. 1945 I picked a game Air that Force. I wouldn't like too much because um, I am in the midst of doing some other stuff that uh, I will be wanting to focus on instead. So I'm going to be giving lip service to this game. And then, and then you become uh, addicted to this game. <laughs> Maybe. It's, there's a chance of that. Um, I mean, a low all right, chance. Well, all the recent reviews are uh, one or two stars. Oh, good. Cool. Yeah. I how uh, Hold on. How do these games get, like, 4.8? 
<laughs> review ratings? Like, what's happening? Because nobody seems to like these games. <laughs> where are the where are the five star <coughs> reviews coming from? Because I scroll down the most relevant, and I'm pretty far down. I've seen a couple of fours now, but mostly ones, twos, and threes. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of five stars if you you pop it up. Uh, let's let's look at the most relevant five star rating. This is a great game for its genre. Progress is fair, and they give good premium offers in game. I spent two bucks, and I feel like I got more than my money's worth. All right, so you're a whale. Moving down. <laughs> um, the developers fixed the issue and replied back to me about it, so I changed to five star. Okay, so they had a problem, and then they. I would have just if if I have a problem if I if I give a negative review and then the developers come in and say and, and like fix the problem for me, I will delete my review. Right, I'm not going to change my score. No, you just no longer no. have a bad score from me. Yes, good job if at fixing some point, it. But you still implemented point, it poorly. I, I think you did a good job. Then I will come back and give you a good score for the game. But no, no. What's that like space game for like the NES and the SNES and you, you're a little ship and you? It's like side-scrolling action. Like a thousand different games. Fucking hell! There's like a big I one though. You, you, you have mentioned an entire genre of games. I know that. But there's one that's like this, the big one. This is a standard bullet hell. I'm looking it up. I'm looking up NES Space Side Scroller. And we're going to see if I can possibly fucking find the name of the... Gradius. Immediately. Gradius. I look at yeah, all of these is, games like this and I just want to play Gradius them. instead. Gradius is pretty fun. It's not the best, but but it's pretty fun. Yeah, I, I just remember having Gradius for the NES. It was in that big collection of games I had to sell to yeah. make rent that one month I was unemployed. Um, yeah. And I really liked playing it. It was fun to pick up and just go with. Wish I was playing Gradius instead of 1945 Air Force. Yeah, well, too late. Can I be honest? I also right, just well, don't like playing games about real wars. Uh, from what it looks like, this uh, really isn't, considering I see a, dragon. a flying dragon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's fair. Um, yeah, that's it for us. We we have somehow gone way over. God, it I took so feeling, long. I had a feeling this would take a while, so I picked a game that would only have six facts and still... I really didn't think it would go that long, because we didn't have much news, but we, we did go on about the news for a while, what news we had. I wasn't expecting yeah. that. And then I also then wasn't expecting really you to come to... in so hard against Alan Jackson. <laughs> for, for sucking? Yeah. Yeah, he sucks. Anyways, uh, we'll see y'all next time. Bye. Bye. He doesn't suck.